0: Everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsman, and with me Mr. Daniel Ornellis. What's up, man? Here I am. There you are. <laughs> you seem you seem a little uh a little frustrated at the moment. What's going on? You know.
1: Just some of these elevation tunes, they're just you know, they they're improvisational. So the the bass player is just really enjoying himself, which is great, <laughs> but it's not that fun. Uh, you know. It's like someone driving off-road with a car and me trying to follow them,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, like, that, that's the hardest part about, I think, some of these songs, when especially when you play live, because the songs are... Like, I, when I play live, I play a little looser, I play a little more open, I, I tweak little things all the time, whereas if I was going to sit down and, like, we teach parts, if I was going to just sit down and do that, it would be much more like, okay, here is the part, right? So... Mm -hmm. If the guy's kind of pulling off a bunch of stuff, it's like, and then we're having to follow him. Like if I had to do that with a few guitar solos where you're like, I mean, this is what they play, but you could play, like I could play this no problem if I was just doing it myself. But because I'm having to follow all the nuances of what this other guy's doing, it's a totally different world.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the reality is like, um, you know, like some of these songs we teach on worship artistry are live, live versions of them. So I'm not knocking anybody that actually recorded them. I mean, it, I had to teach the, the live version of uh, "God My Rock or something from Brenton Brown's thing. So I had to teach my own bass line and I was ticked off with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, it's it's basically there's a lot going on when you live. You can just you can have more fun with it. It's a, it's kind of like heard it. It's gone. But when you're recording something, it really it has to has to be precise and exact. And, you know, they are gonna have to listen, listen to it over and over. again. got to think of the whole mix as a whole. Um, yeah. So maybe, uh, you know, people cut loose a bit more on their live versions. Some people are really, really good at being very good at uh, playing the exact parts. That they, that they would have played on the record live and that probably sounds better <laughs> to I've, be honest
0: I've always found I've always found songs that there was times when I when I would think that I was doing something like oh I play it live I just do it every, do it different every time and then you realize like no I don't I actually do the same thing every time slight little nuances or whatever but it's not like there's you know oh I do this riff and then another time I do a completely different riff or you know it's just kind of all like you just get in your habits of what you do, and so those things feel really yeah. natural. So if somebody is a really good bass player, and they're performing, they're gonna do things that feel really natural to them. And it sometimes it's just sometimes yeah. it's just like one note or two notes that are just a little off, and you're like, oh, I can't get my brain to do it because I'm so in these in these yeah. tracks. Bas- <laughs> totally,
1: and you know, it's, it's basically like you've learned your whole own bag of tricks, and if you throw a bunch of those at a song those are different bag of tricks to what i own so i would have play, played probably as busy but i would have used different tricks that are my go-tos that feel comfortable for me you know what i mean and yeah. so so then having to learn someone else's bag of tricks for their song is is not as straightforward but hey we do what we do yeah well you know, People, so, you know the thing about it that i love yeah sorry I, I, I lost what you. The, there. what
0: is the thing about it that you love
1: the thing about it that I love is that um, in learning all this and giving it to to students and people that are on the site to learn these songs, uh, they're not just going to learn how to play that song on a Sunday, they're actually going to learn a bunch of new stuff that's going to make them a better player. So they could simplify it, they could strip it down and play it on Sunday, but if they really want to tackle it as a, to learn something that, that you know, and more than just how do you play this song on Sunday, they get a lot more out of it for some of these songs where there's a lot going on. They can go away going, man. That was meaty, but I learned a whole lot of new riffs. I learned a whole lot of little cool things, uh, and I can take that forward in my playing.
0: Yeah, and you can always use it then in other songs. Like, that's what... I, I still Absolutely. love that. There are certain riffs that I'm like, how is it that in 20 years, I never put those notes together that way? You know? Yeah. It's just, well, now I will, you know? I mean, I, I remember I started learning um, yeah. learning my modes and going up and down, and I started going up and down in in thirds. Like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, mm-hmm. boop, you know, that, that sort of a thing and how that just opened up my playing so much because now in leads, I wasn't just going up and down. I was like jumping around more, throwing in more arpeggios. And all of a sudden it's like this whole new world opens up and you do that enough times, all of a sudden you go, oh, now I have this go-to riff that sounds really different than everything else that I've been doing. And that's kind of the whole joy of learning.
1: That's so cool. That's actually exactly what it was, what happened in this rattle song by Elevation that I just taught today. Uh, there was a, a part towards the end, which is really, it sounds really cool and interesting, but it's really just walking up the scale. And you know, you just you just riding up in sixteenth notes, and it sounds like this crazy thing. But all it is really is just a major scale walking your way right up to the top, walking your way down to the bottom, and then back up a little bit, and then going back into the chorus. So it's it's pretty cool. It's cool how those practical things that you have to learn, exercises and modes and scales, actually become part of your your playing. Yeah, it's so, really cool
0: so don't listen to the the aggravated frustrated teachers that have to teach it this way listen to yourself <laughs> and you get excited about it because it is you you are learning something new which makes it awesome well uh yeah speaking about learning Daniel we have we got? Uh, we got. our guest has been learning uh, quite a lot lately Micah Tyler is a he is a, a singer-songwriter um, he's he's done it he's he's done a lot of work and normally you know we really try and focus on congregational Type music, um, but I got I started reading his story, learning a little bit about it, and I was just like, I gotta talk to this guy. I gotta hear where he's at, what the season of his life is in. Um, you know, we're all kind of struggling through quarantine. We're all losing our minds at different speeds and different levels. And uh, <laughs> and I and I and I would I would say that probably now at this point for him, after the, what he's been through, quarantine's probably like a, a walk in the park. So he's writing out of that. He's telling that story. And uh, I just found it really encouraging. And uh, so we've got like two really encouraging podcasts in a row. We had, you know, last week we had Ryan Williams, who is super encouraging, got me feeling pretty hopeful. I'm feeling pretty hopeful in life now. So
1: that's good. Let's hear it, man. I can't wait.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Micah.
2: Hey, super pumped to be here, brother.
0: Well, I am I am excited to meet you. Um, you know, as I was telling you a moment ago, you know, we really on, on the Worship Artistry podcast, most of our focus is on like very intentional, like congregational. We all sing this song together, um, type yeah. music. Uh, but I started hearing about your story, and you know, I'm a firm believer that that our stories are a way in which God teaches us about Himself. And yeah. uh, because I can't possibly know God in the same way you do, and so the more that we kind of hold up the little piece that we that that we have that we have we hold we kind of create that bigger picture and um i love i love the little bits and pieces of your story so i'm really excited to to talk with you thanks for being here oh
2: well you know it's it's one of those things i i i I, I write and have been friends with songwriters for a long time and and there's it you know there's definitely a place for certain songs you know I, i someone once told me you either write songs for the bride's ears or for her lips, but they're all for her heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, is it a song that we all sing together? Is it a song that tells a story that you listen to? But at the end of the day, man, we're trying to point all glory to Jesus and lift him up so we can draw men to himself. And so, man, I'm honored to be able to come in and, and just share a little bit of what God's been teaching me.
0: Well, uh, that's great. I think God's been teaching us all a lot of stuff right now. We're in a very unique time, obviously. You're yeah. releasing a record that's been you said it was has been in the works for three years, and yes. everyone is stuck at home. so yeah. maybe first, tell me how that's going <laughs> <laughs> honestly
2: it's it's that uh you know. I was actually on a tour bus whenever—so so three of the first counties in the United States that shut down were in Washington State. Yep. Um, and I was on a tour with 10th Avenue North, and we were playing two shows in those counties. Um, and so the first thing we heard was, okay, we're going to uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to cancel one of these shows, but then the rest of the tour will be kind of back on, and we'll go for it again. And then all of a sudden, uh, one show turned into, well, we have to cancel this weekend. And then it was like, go home. And so, man, we were in the process of I was on a this this month and a half long tour. It was a farewell tour for those guys. There's a lot of things packed into that. We were finalizing this album and, and having it released in April. I was gonna do like a, a radio run where I'm kind of running around in different cities and promoting the album and doing all that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, I'm at my house and we're just kind of scratching our head going like what what is what does all this mean but the the lord's been so kind because i I feel like he's also given us the opportunity to stop slow down and and actually remember the reason why we make music and it's it's listen i love being able to go out and meet people that's so fun and being able to stand on stage and share these songs and tell those stories is part of the, the calling that i have but man being able to really focus on not just what I do for the Lord, but who he, who he's made me to be as a dad and as a husband. Um, and as somebody who, again, who's just trying to put out music that points people back to him, um, it's been wild and crazy, but also kind of refreshing to be able to sit back and just kind of say, okay, this is why we do what we do. And and we've kind of been able to take some inventory on maybe what things will look like in the future.
0: Cool. So, so why do you do what you do?
2: (sighs) You know, I, that's still something that like it feels like a daily thing, you know. Yeah, it feels like it feels like there's certain days where I wake up and I go, okay, here's my purpose in life, and there's certain days I wake up and I'm going, what's what's my purpose in life? I think I think I always go back to I I I, I try to make sure that scripture is what. Because Scripture is what the Lord has given to us to be able to—we we call it wisdom. You know, we, we, we take those things in because in Proverbs it says that the fool trusts his heart. I don't want to wake up and, and let my day or my surroundings dictate uh, who I am that day and dictate who I'm going to be and and the way that I'm going to treat people. I would much rather look back and find my foundation in what the Lord has, has given to us to live our life by. And so— Um, I always go back uh, (laughs) to—I tell a lot of young musicians this, and it's kind of what we've been kind of channeling as well. Our hope is to never stand before Jesus, and there's just no way that he's going to say, well done, that good and successful (laughs) singer-songwriter, or successful podcaster, or successful worship leader, or successful doctor or teacher, whatever you plug in, whatever you want to call that. It's it's faithful servant. So our highest calling and my highest calling— is to be a faithful servant to Jesus, and I have to be just as fulfilled, and 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 be just as mindful of how I'm going to be faithful when I'm on a stage or on a tour bus in front of a few thousand people, um, as I am when I'm in the with the four people that live in my house, my wife and three kids, and I'm cooking grilled cheeses for the fifteenth time this month, and we're trying to figure out 8th grade algebra, and we're trying to, you it's know, so all hard. Great, It's so oh my, hard. It's so hard. <laughs> man, I just want to tell him, like, buddy, you're never going to use this, but that's a bad example. <laughs> yeah. and so I just have to fight. You know, I, I just Google what, what a cosine is and just keep moving. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of it, man. Like, at the end of the day, our, our greatest role in life as a husband, as a father, as a worship leader, as a songwriter, as a singer, and as a human being is to be a faithful servant. And so, Everything filters through that.
0: <laughs> where, where were you in Washington when you were? I, I, I'm, I'm in I'm in Bellingham, Washington, right now. So about oh, come on. An hour and a half north yeah. of Seattle. So we got gypped, Dude. I guess.
2: We were supposed to. So we played a show in Spokane that night, and that was our last show. We were supposed to be playing in Seattle um, or right outside of Seattle, and then we were supposed to be playing. Gosh, it, that was two and a half months ago, and it feels like four years ago right now.
0: <laughs> right. Oh. But, um,
2: <clears throat> we had something – you know what? The, the last one, they shut down the three counties, and one of our shows was there. Spokane was going to get shut down the next week. And then um, we had one that was in North Oregon that got shut down as well. I think it was near Portland area. And so, anyways, it was – but, yeah, we we got – it really – it was. they were kind of like, yeah, it looks like we may have to cancel a show. And then it was like, well – made the cancel this weekend. And then like, they were like, you're flying home tomorrow. And it was just over. So it was nuts.
0: Yeah. Our, uh, our drum instructor, he tours with Austin French. And so he was the same kind of deal. Just like, well, uh, looks like I'm heading back. I'm like, all right, we'll start cranking out them lessons, man. Let's go. (laughs)
2: Dude. Okay. He's amazing. Yeah. So Austin and I are signed to the same label. And so we've, we've kind of come up together the last few years. And so I've gotten to do like three or four shows with him and his crew. And so is it, it's
0: not jason
2: it's josh josh josh, yep. josh. dude josh is
0: awesome man dude, I, yeah, I know i know he's so good he's he's, he's nothing if not fun to watch i oh. mean just watching him go for it is so great absolutely so um okay so 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 now that's that's where we're at let's let's this now you're no stranger in this whole process to things going terribly wrong <laughs> uh you know like <laughs> the quarantine for you is probably just like well just add it to the list. So tell me a little bit about the season that's led up to where you're at now.
2: Yeah, I, it, it's crazy to me and it, it just it proves this is a weird thing to say, but when we go through tough things, you look back on those situations and you realize the Lord's kindness in preparing you for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that, and listen, I would not want to go through what I've gone through the last couple of years. You know, As we made this album, the one thing that we were setting out to do was to write music that honored scripture, but also tell the story that God was telling us and like be able to show the ways that he was teaching us to trust him or, or highlight the ways that we didn't know how to trust him and that we were trying to learn how to do those things. So a couple of years ago, it was a fall of 2017, the beginning of that fall into that summer. Um, my grandmother was, was diagnosed with blood cancer. And so we were kind of like, okay, what does that mean? The doctors were like, we feel like she's going to make a recovery, but she's got to hop on this stuff and and do the chemo and she lost her hair and like all the things. So we were like saying, okay, we're all going to gather around. Like we're going to really see us through this thing. Well, about four weeks later, um, Hurricane Harvey put 50 inches of rain on my house in a little more than two days. And so all of a sudden, and, and just kind of backtracked that a little bit, when we stepped out to do this, kind of going back to just trying to be faithful, um, our game has never been like, let's find a book and figure out how to do this thing. Um, it's basically the only—I mean, this is going to sound super cheesy or whatever, but like, you know, the Bible's kind of been like the guide. and The Bible just tells us to trust the Lord in all of our ways and beyond our own understanding. And like, just so when he called us to step out and do music, I was a full-time youth pastor. Um, and so we set up to do music without a tour bus with all these kind of things. And so for us to be able to do that, we sold over half of what we owned and bought a single wide mobile home trailer and put it on some borrowed land. Well, we were living in that, that mobile home a couple of years ago, whenever Harvey comes through. And so no water got into the house cause we're three feet off the ground in the mobile home. It's one of the few highlights of living in a <laughs> mobile home is that you are not as susceptible to the floodwaters. But the water was so, there was so much that it shifted the foundation in our home. So all of a sudden, our house started to bend in the middle just a few weeks after the storm because we thought, okay, we made it out of this thing, not knowing that it dropped a couple inches on this side of the house and two inches on this side and a half inch and a half on this side. So we started developing these weak spots in our floors and our walls. Um, and But then the whole time, we're still going like, okay, okay, this is the biggest thing we're going to go through this year. Like, you know, my mom's cancer was one thing but like she's getting better we're seeing good results on that this storm you know what it could have been worse we're just going to lose a few rooms in our home um and then a couple of weeks after that storm uh is when we found out that my younger brother Daniel had been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer and you know the the original thing was we feel like there's cancer in his colon and then it was we know there's cancer in his colon but it may have spread to you know, as the process went along, we found that he had cancer in his stomach lining, in his lymph nodes, in his lungs, possibly in his kidneys, in his liver—like all this stuff. And it was just the gravest of grave, you know, kind of uh, news over and over again. I mean, it's 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 those kind of seasons that you just start <clears throat> ask you kind of you kind of start relating to David in those times where he's in the cave and he's saying just like, "Lord, have mercy on me." We see. One story after another of Moses going back and like trying to figure out what to do and like struggling with being able to trust God and not to not to, you know, to to try to compare ourselves to the heroes of the faith and stuff. But we're also going like, God, we're trying to serve you as best as we can. Like we've given everything to do this. And um, but what I learned through all of that is that the promises of God are just as true before the storms and before cancer as they are right in the middle of it. And so that promise to draw near the brokenhearted was 100% true, and he's proven that to us. That, that promise that he would be close to us in our times of struggle, in our times of trouble, he is owned up to those things. God's not just a promise maker, but he's a promise keeper. And we saw him as comforter, we saw him as protector, we saw him as provider, and then we saw him in the end as healer whenever, My grandmother has now been in remission for two and a half years. Um, The house, we had to replace rooms and the walls and floors in four rooms, but it was put back together. And now we've moved into a new home. We just moved into this new home about three months ago. Um, And my brother Daniel uh, got to ring a bell as a cancer survivor last March and just celebrated his 33rd birthday yesterday. And so, (laughs) you know, full recovery, no more cancer. We've gotten clean scans for the last year and a half or over a year since then. Um and and it kind of goes back to the Lord just being so kind. And and so when we walk into this thing, it's I don't want to diminish it and make it seem like ah this is nothing compared to what we walk through. But how kind is the Lord for our family at least to know, like, okay, He's a promise keeper. We're we're gonna we're gonna walk through this thing and not knowing how things are gonna go or how long it's gonna last, but at the, at the end of the day, the Lord has been so faithful to us, not just that we can say we beat cancer and we beat a hurricane, but to say, God, walk with us through those things. And so here we are walking through this thing again, going, okay, there's a trust that's here now that wasn't there before the cancer, before the hurricane. And so we thank God for cancer and hurricanes, hoping we never have to see them again.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I know. I've, I've always thought about how, how faith is built on history. You know, it's, 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 you don't start with a ton of it, or if you do, it's not built on anything. It's just, it's like blind faith. Right. And then you get to see God be faithful and faithful. And I love, the thing I love about your story is like, you've gotten to see, um, you've gotten to see things come to to fruition and in, and in a really great way, like in a, in a way that gives hope to people. and, And at the same time though, it's not like that was the answer. It was like, that was what God did in your life and in your family, but that's not the way it is for everybody, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be near and he's not going to draw close. And I think that's such a, a powerful statement for you to carry through. So, so tell me a little bit about, about the record. Um, I was kind of, it was funny because I had, I had read a little bit of your story and I was like, Oh, I'll check out this record. And I pop it on. And the first song comes on and there's this catchy poppy thing. And I'm just like, this must be the wrong record. Okay, let me let me double check it. And I know it starts off with "Amen," and it's but it, there's really a lot of variation in the songs. A, it feels like it's telling us a, a, a story. Can you tell me maybe a couple of the highlights for you about about kind of what yeah. where some of these songs came from.
2: If you want to know what the Lord has been doing in my heart for the past three years, I got 37 minutes to show you. That's what I to tell them before. I mean, honestly, the the way that we have, the way that we, the way, what we set out to do with this album was, like I said earlier, is we want to honor scripture and we want to honor the story. We 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 I, on the days. Here's the deal: I wrote "Amen," uh, which many people are hearing on Christian radio right now, and it's this anthem of "I can't get over what you've done for me." You know, the scripture side of that. Is from <clears throat> Acts chapter four when the disciples were kind of getting pushed and saying like we could throw you in jail, like the Pharisees are letting them know like you got to quit talking about Jesus, you got to quit doing this right now. And they say, how can we not talk about what we have seen and what we have heard? And like it's so inspiring. Well, that song was written a month after Daniel got his um, clear the clearance of cancer. So now all of a sudden that song becomes alive because it's like I can't get over what you've done for me. It's this big anthemic thing. But the next track on the, on the album, which is the title track, is a song New Today. I walked into a writer's room a month before my brother went in for exploratory surgery, October of 2018, where they were basically going to say, hey, you've had chemo for 10 months. We're going to hop in there. We're going to see how much of your body has been damaged by the chemo. We're going to see how much the cancer has been affected by the chemo. And we're going to see how much you have left to either give you a prognosis and like, let's put together a plan for the future or to let you know how much time you have left. Like that's there's that grave of a situation. So I walked into a writer's room with a guy named Colby Wedgworth and Paul Duncan. um, And and I just told him, I said, guys. If I'm, you know, it was every room I walked into, it was like, God, I want to be honest on that day of what I'm feeling, but also like try to find the scripture, try to find what you've already said that will walk us through that day. So I walked in without the scripture. I just walked in with how I was feeling. And I just told him, I said, God, if I'm being honest, the song that we write today could either be a song of victory over cancer or it could be a song that could play at my brother's funeral. Like it was that grave of of a situation. Luckily, I was in a room with godly men who started pointing back to Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, that just basically says, um, how faithful is the Lord, his mercies are made new every morning. And so in that situation, I'm begging for God to have mercy, wondering if like, had we done something that that is, you know, you start going back and saying like, did, did, are we making you angry right now? Are you upset with us right now? Like, what, what What? can we do? It kind of goes, is this because of our sins or the sins of our fathers kind of mm-hmm. thing? Um, but, man, those guys pointed back to that mercy. And, and all of a sudden, the, to obtain this mercy didn't feel like if we can get far enough down the road in our faith to trust him enough, then he'll grant us mercy. It's not this thing of like, man, this may take a year, but in a year from now, I'll show you mercy. Mercy was new that morning. And so we just said, God, I can't see it, but we're going to trust that Your mercies are new today. And so, really, there's 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 songs in there. Called, there's a song called "Walking Free" that's just saying I'm not going to let my situation dictate me because God has set me free to live. There's a song on there, um, "What Mercy Did for Me," which is kind of a, a, a it is kind of a church like worship song. I wrote it at a youth camp with a bunch of students, actually, um, and, and and it's just this whole thing of like going back to. We, we all come from different walks of life. This country can be divided in so many different ways. But at the end of the day, if you know Jesus, we all know mercy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there's constantly us trying to find, even in our most dire and difficult of situations, it's trying to root ourselves in the gospel, root ourselves in the truth of who Jesus is, and root ourselves in knowing that today we have been given the opportunity to be faithful back to the God God who's been so faithful to us. And so that's kind of the summary of the record. And we run the gauntlet of every emotion in between trying to get that message out.
0: (laughs) That's phenomenal, man. Tell me a little bit about, tell me, so you, I want to jump back to, you just said what Mercy did for you. You actually wrote it at a, at a youth camp. Yeah. Tell tell me, tell me how that, tell me how that came about.
2: So about six or seven years ago, I think it was actually, I think it's seven now. um, I helped uh, start a youth camp. Um, called the Emerging Sound, and it is a songwriting camp for students 12 to 17, 12 to 18, I guess, junior high and high school, um, who want to write songs for the Lord and write songs for the church. And so, primarily, it's worship writers there, but it's this crazy, eclectic group of, guys, of people there. So, you've got Josh Sherman, who's one of my best buds, who is a black gospel worship leader over in Florida. You've got Crystal Yates, who is a country uh, singer slash songwriter slash worship leader over in North Dallas. Um, Jenny Lee Riddle is one of the—she kind of was the the, the owner of the camp and stuff, and she's the one who wrote Revelation Song, one of the most impactful songs in the church in the past 20 years. And so it's just this really crazy group of people, and these students come in, and basically we spend days just trying to to to— invest in them as worshipers, as worship leaders, and as songwriters. And so <clears throat> we have classes and we have breakout sessions. Well every day we'll break out and, and we'll put them in groups of two or three, like, you know, we'll call them professionals, but basically like songwriters. And then we have the students, it's like five or six students in this. So you have a group of like eight or nine people. And then basically we're given a prompt every day. And so uh and so you know one day maybe like a fun thing like today you have to either write a song about pirates, a song about Robots, or a song about you know something else, and so which is the reason why I wrote a love song called Peggy Sue, which is a girl with <laughs> peg leg. It's real fun, <laughs> but like this kind of depends on what the song's gonna be. Well, this particular year, three years ago, the prompt was given like, what's one thing that we can all agree on because of Jesus? So we walk in this room. Well, you've got people from literally so different denominations. They've grown up on different sides of the tracks. We've got different. Uh, races, we got different religions—not religions, but different denominations. We got just different faith backgrounds, and we're walking into this room, and so we kind of sit there for a second because it's kind of hard trying to figure out like what everyone else is seeing. But then when you start going back, the word mercy came up, and you've got 13-year-old kids and 30-year-old worship leaders who are all talking about the mercy that Jesus has shown them. So we just wanted to write this song, and so we we sat there for three and a half hours, wrote the song. Played it for the rest of the camp because we did a little show and tell afterwards. And like it kind of felt, you know, I don't want to use the word magic, but it felt magical. Like It kind of felt like, oh, wow, this feels really special. So we literally didn't play it again for the rest of the week. Um, Thursday of the camp, we record an album. And so uh, we, we, we basically picked the best 10 songs of the week. We have a band of, of, of some of the worship leaders that are there. And then we perform these songs and we recorded a video recording of it and just kind of set up some microphones and stuff and we recorded this little 10 song album and this song went on facebook like six months later and kind of blew up a little bit and so now um it's it's been translated to other languages it's been recorded by 10 15 different people now and stuff and so i just really wanted a version for myself and so uh the original is such a fun crystal yates and josh sherman are two of my favorite voices in in music and so we had a great time at the camp recording it. but i was like what could we do to kind of make it something else this time so we asked Miranda Curtis who's a you know incredible incredible gospel worship leader um, out of Dallas she's just amazing amazing that's a that's a YouTube rabbit hole to get into right now just <laughs> watch Miranda Curtis sing she's incredible And then Jason Crabb was a guy who I've looked up to for a long time. I did a little tour with Jason about a year and a half ago um, and while we were like sitting together hanging out I was like can I show you a song? And I showed him what Mercy did for me that we recorded at the camp, and he goes, "Oh, it's so good." I said, "If I ever do this song, would you do it with me?" He goes, "I'd, I'd love that." So we asked him, and he said yes. And so it's we just I just want to bring in some people who I trusted could carry the of the song out, and they did amazing. I always brag; it's always fun for me to be the third best singer on one of my songs. I've never <laughs> been more pleased about that, and this is definitely a case in point situation for that.
0: That's awesome. Well, yeah, the, I mean the execution of the record, it, you know, it has it. It, you can you can feel the the differences, but it all feels cohesive. And yeah. uh, you know you've got like like you said you've got a couple guests. Um, I saw you also had Austin French on there, and uh, yeah, Nick, Nikki Conley. Yeah, Nikki Conley. Um, okay. Which yeah, great great stuff, man. It's it's really cool to see what you're doing. It's it's it it comes through your music. Your story comes through wow. your music, and I think that that's. Uh, it's one of the best compliments I can give. I think it's really cool. So, so I take that for
2: that reason. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so what do you think is next? <laughs> I mean, listen, you're hopefully, asking the hopefully wrong a guy better, right now. Ho- Hopefully, a better, uh, hopefully, an all happy album of like a great yeah, yeah. season where everything went oh, perfectly.
2: <laughs> I, I joke about that. I was like, I gotta start writing happier songs. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, but so, so on the last album, uh, on the different album, when I released that one in 2016. Um, so one of the songs that I had written a year before the cancer and a year before the hurricane uh, was a song that played on Christian radio about a year and a half ago, something even then. Um, and that line, I mean the, the lyric on that song, I mean, it's strangely, you know, not not to just like cheapen the word but it feels a little prophetic. Um, because it says on the nights when the dark lasts a little bit longer. And the wind and the storm is a little bit stronger when the fear in my heart sits a little bit deeper and the, my faith to stand gets a little bit weaker. Where can I run to? and Where could I go? Even when it feels like the world is shaking, And even when I'm, uh, I've had all that I can take, I know you'll never let me go. And even when the waters won't stop rising. And even when I'm caught in the dead of night, I know no matter how this ends, you're with me even then. Now listen, if I would have known that I was going to be writing a song about <laughs> floodwaters and about the darkest seasons of our lives, um, knowing that I was going to go through that next, I would have probably written something much happier for that, <laughs> knowing that God was going to have to teach me my own song back and stuff. But but at the same time, man, I, I don't take that those kind of lyrics for granted anymore. And, and, and honestly, the messages that I get on Facebook and Instagram and the emails that I get and those kind of things... Are not, they're not people going, you know what? I was having a great day and I heard your song and I'm still having a great day. Thanks for making music. The messages that I get from people are, I'm having a hard time right now. And you wrote a line that became um, uh, basically my prayer. It became something that I can say to God that helps me to be able to express these feelings that I'm having. And so I I basically shared that with every songwriter that I walked in a room with. And I, I could not be more grateful to be in the rooms with the people that we got to write with on this album, just some incredible songwriters, but also people who really championed this idea of the things that we're putting on an album may find their way into a hospital room. It may find its way into, I've got songs that are being sung by prison choirs right now. I mean, like, there—the way that music is shared right now, and the accessibility that music is everywhere right now, does not mean that it doesn't matter what we sing. It's just going to go everywhere, anyways. It's it, there's more gravity to it. It's like, no, there's actually weight attached to what we're saying. So we might as we might as well really try hard to say something important because it may be important to somebody down the road. So it places the importance on the gospel and it places the importance on saying something that points to go back to the gospel. So, we're we're just trying to do that every one one song at a time.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. It's 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 good to see it happening and uh really really glad I got to, you know, this might not not have even crossed my desk. So, it was really cool that kind of Stacy reached out and uh thank you so much for being on our podcast. It's super encouraging and I think it's all things that we especially need to hear, hear during this time is to remember that they, maybe next time you can write songs that are like, I got seven hit singles off my album and I'm <laughs> driving down the street in my Bentley or whatever. <laughs>
2: I mean, even went a trip on a pile of money—something you know, like <laughs> yeah, that—would have been like much happier than like storms and cancer. But you know what? I, I, I'll keep that in mind. I, I'll have to i have to find some rooms with guys that'll do that with me.
0: Awesome, man. <laughs> well, Micah, thank you so much for being with us. It's a really good time.
2: Oh, it's a joy. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, where, where can people find your uh, Where can people find your stuff right now?
2: Micataylor is a great little hub to, to be able to get to places, but. At Micah Tyler Music is the handle on most things. If you go on Facebook, just type in Micah Tyler. It's, you'll see my mug on there. Just click on there and come hang out. But, yeah, try to try to share all of the fun things that happened during quarantine, like cutting my children's hair and, you know, <laughs> trying try, uh, nerve fights and, and hide-and-go-seek in the dark. So we're trying to keep things – trying to make some memories in the midst of this uh, crazy little season we're in right now.
0: Well, it sounds like you're doing an awesome thing. Thanks, man.
2: I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you.
1: Man, what a guy! That's perspective. to say, I don't think I've ever heard that sentence in my life before. We only lost a few rooms in the house. I mean, it wasn't that. It wasn't I'd that bad. We, we were l- so
0: lucky. No,
1: yeah, I, I'd be ticked if we lost a skirting board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I totally have the same reaction. I mean, it's it's amazing how I can go from calm to just losing my mind on any kind of house project. It's like a split second. I'm not. I'm not the handiest person.
1: Well, yesterday we had uh, Hannah, who's the singer in The Worship Republic, with me and her husband over for dinner and their car was parked to the left of our garage in the driveway. And my wife jumped in the car to go fetch my daughter. She hit the hit the garage door, opened it and then reversed straight into their car because in her (laughs) view mirror, she couldn't see the car. It was over to the left and just crushed their car and our car. It was glorious.
0: how is it that you guys don't know how to drive yet? Like how many terrible things have happened to your cars? <laughs> Do they not teach you how oh, to no, drive in South Africa? I mean, I get that it's on the other side of the road and everything. <laughs> but. And that's
1: the poor Audi, the little Audi that we that we had just had repaired. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. So uh, then I had to call insurance in the middle of the dinner and the whole vibe. Anyway, you know the vibe.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Maybe you don't. You might not know the vibe.
0: <laughs> no, I've never backed into a car by accident. Actually, that's not true. I totally. Yeah. When I was in high school, I rear end, or I, I was like, I glanced in the mirror, and i and then I forgot something, and I just went backwards in this parking lot, and totally just went, ran right into this pizza, this pizza Jeep Cherokee. It was like a pizza delivery vehicle.
1: Oh and, my god! You know,
0: and it barely did. I mean, it it scuffed the bumper like it was nothing. You know, but the guys like, I gotta yeah. call my boss. So his boss comes out. And he's just uh just this, you know, Italian dude, and he just starts railing into me, just like everywhere just cursing me out, just like like yeah, you you yeah, how dare you like I can't I can't say any of the things he said to me on our podcast. Okay. And he, like, Okay, I
1: got you. He went on
0: for like five minutes and then he was just like, All right, well, looks like it didn't do too much damage. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's like whoo I thought he was actually going to fight me for a minute, and he was much bigger than me.
1: It's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, big gold chain. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I was driving down to Florida the other day. Well, a couple of months ago, and um, and a, and a car actually rear-ended me. An old lady in like a Mercedes, a really nice little Mercedes, and uh, and it, it, I looked and like I went boom, and I was like, oh no, and then I realized her car had because I had a little tow hitch. It had like really crunched a hole in her bumper and it's a very expensive car. And I looked in our bumper, looked kind of a little bit bumped, but I was like, ah, oh, it's not, it's not worth getting into, you know, whole deal going over it. And so I said, don't worry about it. She was so panicky. She go, saw me get out the car. She thought this guy's going to get out and he's going to beat me because she's an old lady and she was like, <laughs> terrified when I climbed out the car. And I was like, I said, Hey, and she's like, ah, Oh, ah, and I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Just go, go about your business. You might want to get a, Get them to fix that, but my car seems fine. And then, and then I was like, I'm not even going to get her phone number. No, no problem. So we get down to Florida, and I, and I start getting the biggest neck pain. And I'm like, no, oh no. no. I'm going to have to go to the chiropractor and the doctor, and I've got whiplash. And now this woman's gone, and I don't have her phone number to claim insurance. But luckily it cleared itself up. That's why you A little do- bit of fishing, surfing.
0: <laughs> Heal he'll, <laughs> he'll so many things. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of healing, Daniel, guess what time it is?
1: It's time for
0: a member mail. Hit
1: it, Jason. Come on.
0: <laughs> uh, today, you know what, Daniel? I was I was looking through. You. It's funny since we started our Facebook groups, we started member Facebook groups, right? So we've got like tons of people in there and there's a lot of great questions that come through there. But I think it's kind of almost eliminated the need for member mail questions because everyone's, getting, gets their, everyone's getting their questions answered by by me and by you. And then also by like 50 other people who all have great input. They're, they're amazing. So if you're a worship artistry member and you haven't gone over there, go over there. Uh, but... That being said, uh, we did get an email, and I just thought I would just, you know, lift you up a little bit, encourage you. It sounds like you've had a rough time. You've got a cracked car. Uh, you just, you know. So I thought yeah. I'd, I'd, I thought I'd share. This is from Leah. I think that's how I pronounce it Uh, but she says no help needed I just wanted to say thank you so much for providing bass guitar lead sheet notations for the bass part I was trained musically by sight reading she was a bassoonist and can read and can sight read sheet music so much more readily than trying to pick out rhythms by ear in busy songs on my stereo speakers it's an embarrassing problem but it's the truth seeing the notation makes it incredibly more wonderful for me to learn new songs in my worship group when when we sometimes only have a few days notice to learn them Please never stop offering the service. It matters to some of us. God bless. And then, uh, and then we just wrote her back wow. and said, "Hey, thanks, you know, so much for your kind words." And then she, we said, uh, "We'll make sure we'll pass along to Daniel." And then she said, "He's amazing and been so helpful. I love his lessons." So. Oh wow! Yeah. So um, you're. Wow, that's awesome. You're
1: amazing. She's and, su- what a sweetheart.
0: And so here's the thing: when you are painstakingly tabbing out all these riffs that you I know that you are loathing, like you are dreading with your whole heart. <laughs> you can just think of Leah and be like, you know what? She needs this. I'm doing this for her. It's true. And then you'll and then it's you'll realize it's very, very good. And then you'll recognize it's ministry, man. It's ministry.
1: Bro, uh, the only thing I could think of once I started doing that, that member mail, besides the fact that I was very grateful and that she's awesome, was that if I learn how to become a earnest And I add that to my bass playing, then I'll be a bassoonist. So you only have to learn the second half, the bassoonist, the unist part of the bass. (laughs) Or what is it?
0: (laughs) Your mind. The things like I wish <laughs> sometimes I wish that I could just like zoom into your mind because I think like if, like the way I picture it is it's like this big open field and there's mountains and there's butterflies flying around. And you're just like bouncing all over the place, kind of dancing around, <laughs> just coming up with all these crazy ideas and they're all just appearing in front of you. You're like, and then you go off into that direction for a while and then you're like surfing. And then all of a sudden you're like it's wonderful someday i'm gonna have to do a mock-up like a photo i'll have to get matt to do a mock-up of uh what i think is inside the inside brain. of my brain <laughs> i mean we already saw the tiny. Place. We already saw your your video where you're talking to yourself inside your brain That's <laughs> true it looks like that <laughs> i think it's i think it's actually oh, prettier <laughs>
1: Oh, well, good, good. <laughs> well, awesome. cool, man. I hope, you, I hope you have an awesome week. And I think that was a great podcast. I, I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, Mike, it was great. Uh, excited about our guests next week. Um, we'll talk about them when I'm for sure that we have that interview, when it's actually in the can, because you just never know nowadays with the quarantines. Um, if you guys have a member mail yes. comment or question you want to make, you can always just email us support at com. Uh, if you're not a com member, you should go check it out. You can try it out now for the the free quarantine promotion is open is over now that it's that it, things are starting to open up. But um, you can still go sign up. You get a 21 day free trial. You can see all we have to offer. I'm really excited about a couple of the um, couple classes and kind of things that we're that I'm actually working on adding this week. So maybe we'll talk about those next week. Um, lots of great stuff. Thanks for joining us, Daniel. I'll see you next time. See you, bro. Have a good week.